Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trend's exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more, all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D dot I-O slash podcast and look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm here with my co-host, Ramon. We have an awesome guest with us today, Ari Baga who is the founder and CEO at ConverseSmart and managing director of DTC Day. Ari's team at ConverseSmart has sent over 175 million text messages and has generated over $100 million in revenue. So super excited to have Ari on the podcast here today to to talk about SMS marketing. We might be covering a little bit of his work at DTC Day as well. Before we dive into everything over there, I'll pass the mic over to you, Ari, if you want to give a quick little intro about yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about the two main projects that you're working on, ConverseSmart and DTC Day. Sure. Thank you for the awesome introduction. Super excited to be here. So yeah, so I'm the founder and CEO of ConverseSmart. Over the past four to five years, I've been in the e-commerce space. I've been doing a lot of uh, conversational marketing. I first started with Facebook advertising, learning everything about it back in 2016 when I dropped out of college and I went to the army, came back, I was trying to figure out what to do. So I decided to start to learn, get into tech. So I first started to learn how to code. So I learned how to do, you know, the basic HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Bootstrap. And I built my first website off of code. And it was so crazy because like before doing anything like that, I never knew how like websites worked. One of my friends showed it to me. I was like, oh, shoot, like this is how like this is the code for the actual website. So after like six months of like constant learning, I ended up doing it. Uh, He looked at the code and he was like, damn, the website works, but this code is a little uh, (laughs) messed up. This is Frankenstein put together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The website works, but everything was like all over the place. Then uh, me and that friend, we start, ended up getting into marketing. We started a marketing agency for small businesses. Then we found out that small businesses didn't have any money. So we ended up shutting down that, uh, that agency. And then we then got uh, into Facebook ads. So back in like 20, end of 2015, 2016, there was like a very viral thing going on. Uh, the Harambe gorilla that died. I'm not sure if you guys remember it. Yeah, it was going super viral. I ended up making an e-commerce Shopify store, put a couple of shirts on there. I bought a Facebook page that had like 20, 30,000 likes. I was just using it to drive traffic to my store. I was making about two, $300 in profit per day for like three weeks. And then my Facebook page got hacked. <laughs> so all that was gone. So that's when I got into Facebook ads and learning Facebook ads. I ended up getting into Facebook messenger marketing. I was one of the first few to do messenger marketing for e-commerce. Spoke at Traffic Conversion Summit. 
about messenger marketing and a couple other conferences. And I kind of saw some of the changes happening in the space. So I jumped into text marketing very early on, specifically for e-commerce again, uh, and I've been doing it ever since. And when I started ConverseMart, we grew really fast because e-commerce and text marketing right now, like it's kind of like a bloodbath because everybody's jumping in. There's like platforms, everything is going on right now. So yeah, super exciting to to be in the space and then got into DTC Day, which is a conference for all things direct to consumer uh, happening this year and happy to talk about that too. So that's kind of like a condensed version of a quick intro. Yeah, you've uh, even though in a short amount of time, you've done a lot of different things, which is, uh, which is awesome, which I'm sure probably funnels back into how awesome your business is and the great stuff that you're doing over there. So I know we're going to be talking about SMS marketing. I don't think it's any secret that uh, you should be texting your customers at this point. It's pretty much table stakes at this point. It's a really useful way to, to kind of for brands to connect with their customers, for creators to connect with fans, just trying to jump straight into like the the tactical stuff over here that other listeners can uh, you know dive into and and use in their own business. What are some ways that SMS can be useful for connecting with customers and fans? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of different ways, right? Because we look at it as another way to talk to your customers, have that one to one connection. I think a lot of people come in and they end up spamming. I think that's what happened with Facebook Messenger marketing because. With a Facebook page, you could like message people who have messaged you or like you can get people to opt in. You can text, you can message them directly to Messenger. And then everybody started to like, you know, just send like promotion after promotion and things like that. So Facebook changed the rule. Now with text marketing, text uh, is a very like a personal channel, right? So you don't just give your phone number to everybody. Typically people are more like cautious as like who they give their phone number to. So with text marketing, people typically just subscribe to like a very few brands that they really wanna shop from. So you wanna look at it as like an intimate channel and that's how like we use it. So in terms of like use cases uh, from getting updates to customers, convincing people to buy, sending them like new product releases, sending timely automations uh, to come back to site like abandoned cart, et cetera. Remarketing, so getting customers who've purchased to come back and buy again. And just sending like fun content too, I think works a lot because I've seen quite a few brands send like gift cards and things of that nature to increase engagement. So kind of like not taking it too seriously, but it is a serious channel and just doing fun, cool stuff that get customers to come back to your website and continue shopping because at the end of the day, we're just not trying to text because it does cost money to text. We need to make money. So everything we do is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually one of our clients. Um, uh, he was like, hey, I'm not looking to just have like 26,000 friends on my list. I'm trying to make money with text marketing because I think a lot of people look at it as, uh, hey, can I just like send texts without like links and things of that nature? No, it does cost money. And Optimizing for revenue is what we really do. And I think that's one of the key elements that's really attractive to DTC brands is because it's a big revenue generator. And our goal at ConverseSmart is to turn it into a top three acquisition channel. And you can track it. You know, I think when you, you were just talking about Facebook Messenger, it just reminded me of 
how hard Facebook was trying to push in the early days, and I don't, I'm not very aware of how it is now, is the the Messenger bot. Yes. And like, I feel like that just kind of ruined it because they even expanded, the, they extended the API for anyone to just make bots. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm curious on, you know, and this was years ago, so I'm curious on how you see that now, you know, Intercom has bots, and I'm curious on how you see the bots for SMS, if there's even such a thing, is the technology not, not there? Does it not create connection? Yeah, that's a good question. I think bots are really useful, right? For automating like things like, hey, like what product are you interested in? Okay, which color do you want? And then sending the most relevant options. So bots are really useful that way. And also for customer support, if people always ask you the same questions over and over, it's probably best to just have a bot respond. But I think the problem is that there are like solid use cases like that. And then there's also marketing use cases, right? Because someone can come in, ask you a question, but now you have the ability to send the marketing messages. And the problem is that marketers tend to like, you know, fuck everything up for everybody else because people end up just like spamming, like sending like promote the same code every other day and things of that nature. So it's always like the marketers who come in and just like ruin everything for everybody else you kind of typically have a channel good for like a couple of years and just like with email marketing over time now like everybody's like spamming open rates are low so i don't think that's going to really affect sms as much because with sms like people just don't give out like their phone numbers like that but with email people can put in their email everywhere and also because sms is very regulated as to like you can't just like grab someone's uh, phone number and just like text them they have to opt in they have to give you their consent that you can text them so that kind of also like prevents people from like just grabbing a list of phone numbers and just like blasting out to everybody and i don't see sms going to that point where like everybody just like very annoyed but I do sense that maybe in the near future, platforms might have a way of kind of like separating marketing messages versus like conversations with your friends. If like like more and more people start to use it and people kind of like let their guard down in terms of like who they're opting into. So if it becomes more like, like that. But that's kind of like where the space is right now. And I do think that conversational text is the future right now. Other platforms are starting to build conversational use cases for text, but most of them suck. So it's really hard to, to use them to do like some like flows where it's like, hey, like what collection are you interested in? What product do you want? Right now, like use cases like that kind of suck for SMS, especially like SMS as a channel. Like if you look at like when someone sends you text, right? You can have an image, you can have text, you, ha you can have the emojis, but it's not as good as Facebook Messenger, right? Where you can have galleries, you can have like videos, you can, the experience is so much better on Messenger versus text where you're just like mostly plain text and maybe an image. Um, so that's also another part of it. And another last part is probably like payment. It's not that easy to just take a payment via text where Facebook Messenger was pretty easy to collect payments. So that's another thing too. So uh, I would say like those three things, the ability to subscribe, payment, and then the experience itself doesn't make it the best experience for conversational text marketing right now. Uh, but I do think that in the near future, it's definitely going to be like a a very good way to leverage text bots for like automations and sending relevant content and uh, automating customer support. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense there. What do you think are some ways for brands to kind of bring that experience in? I know obviously, you know, Messenger has a lot more 
capabilities on what you can message and and collecting payments and all of that stuff. But from the brand perspective, um, the brand that wants to be successful on SMS, how can they use SMS to be like more conversational and and create those actual relationships instead of just spamming someone 20 times a day with the discount code? (laughs) Yeah. So first, I think people need to look at it as test texting friends and family, right? So if you're texting friends, family, coworkers, it's really mostly chill, like kind of short emojis, GIFs, etc. So that's typically like the experience that we use for our clients. So I think brands should look at it that way instead of like sending like super salesy or promotional text messages. So making it more personal and also making it feel like um, you're just texting one person, right? Instead of like, the text feeling like, hey, this was just a blast sent to everybody. Maybe say, hey, first name, it's Ari from company. And I saw you checking our product. Is there anything we can do to help? So sending something like that is way better than like, uh, hey, come back 10% off, get, you know, click here, etc. So I think making it seem like you're just having a one-to-one conversation, it's probably the best way to approach it. And I think marketers who get in right now are... Uh, just using it as like a discount channel and things like that, which that's not how people really communicate via text. Just uh, I think if marketers are able to make it more one-to-one and also leverage personalization, I think it, they're really going to succeed. And, and I think those are some of the things that we do for our clients because a lot of marketers, like I said, are jumping into it, but nobody really knows what's working, what's not. But we've sent out over 175 million text messages uh, we know what works, um, and it's usually being personalized, keeping it pretty short, using GIFs, illustrating products, and just making the experience way better. And that uh, leads to higher click-through rates and conversion rates. So I know one of the things that you mentioned as well was like, um, you kind of gave that example of someone that came to you and was like, hey, I just want to send like text messages without any links and, and things like that. So thinking about what brands can do there, obviously there are going to be times where you're going to want to send someone like directly to the product page. And I don't know if that's what, what you should be doing 100% of the time, but if it's not, what are some other places or, or things that you can send, you know, people that have subscribed to your SMS list to still kind of, um, send them into your own channels, but not necessarily just keep on shoving a sale down their throat? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's okay to every once in a while send like, if you're sending tips, sometimes it's okay to like not like send a link if you don't want to. Uh, But like most of our clients, like they're not trying to make friends, they're, they're trying to grow the business. And if you're just texting like thousands of people and not generating revenue, that's not good. So I think what we want to do is find the balance between sending relevant content and still directing people to the website. Uh, So linking to your shop page, collection page, or specific product pages if you're promoting specific products. And typically, if you're doing any sort of like segmentation, I think linking to specific products uh, works uh, really, really well. So I think it's okay if you're sending like tips, right? If you have like top 10, like if you have subscribers, subscribe specifically to get certain tips from you. Maybe every once in a while they get the tips without the links. And then when you have something to promote to them, uh, they've already got the value from you. They uh, know, like, and trust you. So it's okay to like send them in. Those people are most likely to buy. So I think how we use SMS is not necessarily sending discounts 
all the time. Most of the time, we don't even send discounts unless like there's like a big sale, like 4th of July just came by, clients did really well. But most of the time, we're just sending content around like social proof for the product uh, or for the brand, the value that the customer is going to get from getting this product, showing that other customers have used the product with reviews and things of that nature. Uh, just really showcasing how this product is going to help the customer versus like um, trying to get them to buy all the time. So people really typically want to buy the results. So kind of like showing them results um, and how the product is going to help them. Because at the end of the day, uh, every brand has a, a solving like a problem for that customer. So kind of like bringing out those pain points and like offering the product as a solution has worked really, really well. Yeah, for sure. And and those are a lot of great tips over there. I want to take it back a, a step over here. We've talked about a lot of like strategies for brands to do and considerations for texting your customers. I don't think we've really talked about very much like the platform side of things. And I know you've got a lot of experience over there um, and a lot of thoughts over there. So uh, when thinking about getting set up for SMS marketing, um, what are some of your recommendations in terms of like either the platform to actually do the texting um, or even potentially like track the results and, and improve there? I'd love to kind of hear what you recommend there. Yeah. So typically uh, there's I've used every platform probably under the sun at this point. Like I've tested all of them out and usually platforms kind of hate me because uh, people ask me like, hey, which platform do you like? And I say, hey, I like this one. And then I get messages like, hey, like, you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so you there's find a, a new one and you throw <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a few solid ones that I'm going to name. So you have uh, Attentive, which is a big one that a lot of uh, brands that are on any platform. It doesn't matter which cart you're using, you can use. Postscript is a really great option for Shopify brands uh, that I've been using. Uh, Yapo has a great product that integrates with all their other products. So I would say like those are the top three that I typically recommend for starters if you want to get something up and running very quickly. Yeah. And what's uh, what's the typical like uh, for like if you had to name like your first three flows that you should set up or like sequences, what what would they be that like these are the ones that you must have set up? Yeah. So when it comes to flows, and the crazy thing that I've noticed about text marketing is that typically you have like 50% of people who are like, hey, like I'm only going to text like once a month. And then you have some people who are like all for it, like I send three, four texts per week. But what I've seen is that uh, it's really interesting because some people are scared that more like frequency means that people are going to unsubscribe. And same can be said with any channel, right? But at the end of the day, we know that if your content is good, people are not going to unsubscribe. If you text them like once, twice a day, even, which uh, we don't do, but uh, you're still going to see pretty decent unsubscribe rates. Most of our clients average less than 0.5% uh, unsubscribe rate, which is really, really good for a channel like text. And that is because the content is great and people uh, tend to stick around and shop. So if your content is good, I wouldn't worry too much about frequency. And when it comes to these flows, typically a welcome series uh, works really well. And people also need to realize that at this point, 
text marketing capabilities are probably on par with like email marketing capabilities. Like everything that you can do over email marketing using like Klaviyo or whatever software you use, you can do the same with like text platforms these days. So any sort of welcome flow that you can set up, typically like a four or five step welcome flow with content over the span of 14 days. Typically, when someone comes to site, if they don't buy it right away, if you don't get them the next seven, 14 days, they're probably not going to buy. So typically recommend to space those messages out within 14 days to try to get that customer to come back. Uh, and that might differ if your average order value is like over on a $500,000, probably takes longer. But typically, average order value less than $250, a 14-day welcome series is good. Abandoned cart is really important. Abandoned carts really crush it with text because most people are browsing on their cell phone anyway. Uh, most brands that we talk to, 70, 80% of their traffic is mobile. So it just makes it really easy to get that customer to come back if you just text them. An abandoned cart notification within 30 minutes or 60 minutes converts really, really well. And typically we see like a 44% click-through rate, sometimes even more on those abandoned carts. Um, and lastly, either an order thank you message because a lot of brands have this problem where customers will come to their website, they will purchase a product, not receive the confirmation email, and then they get a bunch of customer support questions like, hey, did my order get processed? So if you get that customer's phone number, just send them a text, hey, we've, uh, your order is confirmed here's a discount for like your next purchase or something like that. So doing that alone, we've seen that people are actually going to come buy. Typically, even for me, if I, I'm on a website that has multiple products and I buy just one, I typically want more than just one product. So if they give me a discount, I might just buy it more. So that's something that we've also seen for after someone makes a purchase. Or you could do a customer win back four weeks after the purchase to try to get them to come back and make another purchase by recommending other products within the collection. And those are some of the must-have flows that I would recommend people to set up. I was just gonna ask something you touched on, which was, say you send your first flow to 10,000 people on your list, and then you get a thousand replies of customer support. And you're like, oh shit, like, what do we do here? You know, hey, my <laughs> order hasn't arrived. <laughs> so how does how does that play yeah. into the seat? You pretty much have to be all right. Like now, I'm, you know, this is a new component of our customer support, I guess. And is that something you guys help with or you know is it just like hey you know that's that's something we don't touch we're here to add revenue or do you see that as a as an opportunity for more revenue there's people knocking on your door right no i'm super glad you mentioned that because it's something that i always touch on that text is a conversational channel so if people text you back you should definitely respond most platforms today have integration with your customer support tool anyway, whether you're using Zendesk or just most platforms integrate with it. So if a customer sends in a text, it'll go into your customer support platform as a ticket and your team can respond to it. So I always recommend texting your customers back. And typically with text, right? You know how people text, like they might say hello or send you an emoji. So you get a lot of those, uh, which is okay. And then uh, some people send wrong text messages, like you get people with social security cards, like, oh, especially for like older demographics, like people would send Just you like their grocery. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, some people will send you like a grocery list. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I went to send that to my wife. So you get you get wrong messages too, uh, <laughs> and you also have like uh, and sometimes people are also like when they're ready to buy, maybe they have a question or two. So you get a few of those, um, and typically when you respond to them, they're going to make a purchase. So I highly recommend responding to your customers. It's a very integral part of text marketing. It's not about just sending campaign after campaign. If customers have questions, definitely respond to them. There's one thing I, I know that it's a common thread that we hear as well. You know, DTC brand specifically can be very meticulous and careful about how, you know, the kind of brand that they want to retain and be. And so how do you handle if a brand comes to you and says, Ari, you know, we, uh, I know you guys can help us out, but like we talk to our customers a very specific way. And I'm sure that like that could be their biggest objection, right, of losing that kind of one-on-one touch, which is ironic because they're coming to you because they might have not even had it. But I know that that's kind of like, you know, the, the biggest barrier for some of these DTC brands. So I'm curious on how you guys handle that when a brand is really worried, like, how are you going? You know, how do I know you're not going to communicate differently with my brand than, you know, all your other customers? Yeah. So a lot of the things that we do is get our customers our clients brand guidelines to kind of figure out like what to say what not to say or just different ideas and we write all the copy for our clients and uh, clients have to approve everything that we send out so it's not just our team just writing things and sending them out they always got to approve everything that is being sent out to customer whether it's the creative copy uh, links etc but if someone's like really picky and you do get people like that who are like who want to change everything Typically, we just say, hey, just write the copy and just give it to us. We'll suggest different things that you can do. Because, like, obviously, if you do hire us, we are the expert. We know what works. And if you want to add your own twist to, like, copy and things like that, sure, welcome. But if it's, like, super picky things, we just recommend you just your team have your copy team write the copy and then just, like, have us send it. Uh, Because, like, you do get people like that who just want super specific or you can never get it right <laughs> when it comes to those type of brand. Uh, doesn't matter what you write. It's like, oh, this is like, you got to remove this word or you got to put this word here. So you just say, suggest to write it yourself, you know. You're pulling back the, the layers on all of the, the things, whether it's on the support side or even on the client side, which is awesome. Good stuff over there. I know we've talked a lot about, about like strategy and, and how to approach things and how you guys and your team does business. What are your favorite brands to like follow for SMS marketing? It can be the ones that you work with as well. Um, but for the audience that's listening, I think it'd be really beneficial to kind of know some examples of brands that are really crushing it on uh, text marketing. Yeah, so that's a good question. Typically, most brands that I check out to test their text marketing, I just go like this, like, yo, like, what, what's going on? Like, either that you don't even get a text or they text you once and then they never text you again. Um, so you get a lot of those or they send you discounts all the time. Fashion Nova is one of those. They just like discount after discount. I have screenshots of those. Like, it's pretty crazy. And uh, But I would say like some brands that I like, I think... Uh, Big Blanket is a really good one. Subscribe to them. We launched their SMS marketing, scaled it really well. Uh, Luxie Hair is a good one as well. Bloom is a really good one. 
if you check out their program, they do a pretty good job at acquiring subscribers, sending text messages and good follow-ups, abandoned cart, et cetera. Those are probably like the top three that, that come to my head right now. And before we go in and talk about all the other cool stuff that you're doing as well, I definitely want to quickly touch on the DTC day stuff that you're working on as well. But before we kind of uh, wrap up the SMS stuff, uh, one last thing I want to ask you over there is, you know, we didn't even talk about the, the sign up process at all. What are some of the, like, if you had to rattle off like three of the top ways to, to get people to actually give you their phone number, what would you suggest? Yeah, so first of all, uh, for anyone listening, you can't just text everybody. So people have to actually subscribe. Sorry to all the spammers out there. You have to get the consent. <laughs> you have to get people's consent. So we keep it really simple. Most platforms are recommended have like different pop-ups that you can use. You can have anywhere you have a form, like an email form. You can put a phone number form, put a checkbox there, ask users to give you their consent before subscribing. Um, and always make sure to check in with TCPA laws and make sure that you're fully compliant or just talk to the platform. They're more, more than happy to help you in terms of compliance. Pop-ups are great. Mobile desktop pop-ups are a great way to get subscribers. If you have your email list, asking your email list to jump on to your text list. Q4 is coming up, you know, like everybody's sending three emails a day. If you can just get that advantage with text, uh, get super high open rates and click-through rates typically works really well. So I highly recommend getting your email list onto your text list too. Social posts, um, swipe ups, Instagram, TikTok now, you can get those users to also jump onto your text list or even like running campaigns through like Facebook to a landing page where you get users to opt in. So just think of it like how you've been using email all these days. It's literally the same. Just get the phone number, put the phone number field there, put the consent checkbox, and then you can get those users to opt in. Yeah, those are some great tips over there. So, you know, as we're coming to the end of the podcast over here, I do kind of want to touch on some of the other projects that you're working on. I know you have your Shopify course that's on there. That's, that's really awesome. Um, and you also are a managing director for DTC Day. Can you just talk to us like what you're what you're working on there? Um, what any like future plans are over there or anything else you can kind of share on, on some of the other stuff that you're working on? Sure. So DTC Day is about bringing elite DTC marketers on stage. So we just had our virtual event. We had over 100 speakers from brands like Fandango, Disney, uh, Bureau, HelloFresh, uh, and a bunch of other ones. Now we're doing the in-person event at the end of this year, November 7th to 10th in Miami, Florida. Why Miami? Because it's November, Miami's great, tropical, you can't really beat it, and everybody else is moving to Miami, so why not? Uh, so that's coming up, and uh, yeah, so my work there is really about bringing together great speak marketers on stage, getting a lot of sponsors on board, uh, and just putting together a great event. Uh, I've been doing this event since 2019 and I've been really growing. So if you're in DDC, if you're a brand, uh, you can apply to get in uh, for free. If you're not a brand, you can definitely get tickets on our website. Or if you're interested in speaking, you can also apply to speak on our website right now. Uh, that's this DTC day. Like I said, it's coming up uh, November 7th to 10th. Miami has been open, so hopefully uh, still be open and uh, people will be able to come up. Yeah. 
That'll be awesome. Hey, I'm one of those moving there too, so <laughs> I'll I'll catch you over there. <laughs> cool. Yeah, all the all the DTC people are in Miami right now. I was just there a few weeks ago. Everybody was out there, so that's yeah, I was there too. <laughs> yeah, it used to be New York, but now I think it's Miami now. Well, uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun over there. And it's nice to see people going for, for conferences and stuff like that now. Ari, it's been super awesome having you on the podcast over here. I know you dropped a, no- a lot of knowledge in a short amount of time. Really some great insight on on flows, platforms to use, what things brands usually mess up on and, and all of that great stuff over here. Before we kind of wrap up, I want to turn the mic over to you one last time. What's next for you? What it, what else are you working on? And where can people learn more and uh, connect with you? Sure. So yeah. So I'm myself has been been working on a DTC brand too. So more information coming over the next six to twelve months. So something that I've been wanting to jump into. But besides that, right now you can work with me through ConverseMart if you're interested in running the best text marketing program on the planet then you can go to convertsmart.com, C-O-N-V-E-R-S-M-A-R-T.com, and you can request a free consultation. If you're interested in coming to the conference, it's going to be over 2,500 people there, hundreds of speakers. Um, so that's going to be in Miami in November, November 7th to the 10th. So go to DTCDAY.com to learn more about the event if you're interested in joining us. But you can also like reach me on social media, Twitter, very active on Twitter, at Ari Baga. Yeah, you can stay in touch. Awesome. Well, Ari, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast. We'll have links to all of that in the show notes so everyone can check it out. Um, you should definitely check out Ari's Shopify course as well. We'll have a link to that. But Ari, it's been great having you on the podcast. Uh, For the listeners that enjoyed this episode, feel free to drop a quick rating and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, Ari. This was was awesome. A lot of knowledge, uh, a lot of stuff to to take away and, and work on for the brands listening. Thanks for having me.